Welcome to another episode of So Tell Me About Yourself, the podcast for ambitious women navigating the challenges of careers, priorities, and the pursuit of having it all. I'm your host, Jamie Tarrant, and today we're going to discuss how to manage your time and energy to make the most these last few weeks of the year. We all know that this time is not only filled with joy and fun gatherings, but also with competing priorities and a big dose of holiday stress. Before we jump in, a quick reminder to hit subscribe and leave us a review if you find value in today's episode. Also, if you'd like a little bit of extra support in this reflection exercise, go to my website, so sotellmeaboutyourself.com, and download the worksheet that accompanies this podcast. There's also a link in the show notes. Now let's get to it. As we approach the end of the year, it's crucial to take a moment for reflection. Here in the States, we're about to celebrate Thanksgiving, a holiday mostly about gratitude, and it's the perfect time to look back at the past year and evaluate things. If you set goals, ideally you check in on them throughout the year, but this is a perfect time if you haven't done so yet, and see if things went according to plan. If things didn't quite go according to plan, you may want to consider if the goals were realistic to begin with, and why they may not have moved forward. If upon reflection, things didn't quite go according to plan, a good place to start is to consider if the goals were realistic to begin with and why they may not have moved along as you had hoped. Often we set goals not based on what we truly want to do or what we have the capacity to take on, but what we think we should be doing, which can be a huge hindrance to taking action. It can be tempting to immediately move into judgment during this period of reflection for lack of action or even good planning, but it's much more helpful to take an objective position during this phase of reflection and ensure that you're considering the reality of what occurred without judgment of yourself. If you believe that the goals that you had set were in fact realistic, it's important to consider next if they were actually meaningful to you to begin with. Ask yourself if you set these goals because you honestly wanted to get them done or if you thought you should get them done. If you're recognizing that you didn't actually want to do the thing, you thought that you should do the thing, then congratulations, you saved yourself time and energy on something that never really mattered to you. If you chose them because of true desire and you didn't get them done, Think about whether there was a real reason behind it. Try to understand if other more urgent priorities prevented you from taking action or if this was simply procrastination. In order to take action, we need to have the time, the energy, both emotionally and physically, as well as the desire to do something. And it's difficult that these things actually present themselves all at once. So it's very common that we don't have the time, energy, and desire all at the same time, which can lead to a lot of frustration, but it's an honest part of our life's experience. Consider if you didn't take action, if you were missing one of those key components, and if not, what may have prevented you from moving forward? Was it something outside of your control or were you simply choosing to do something else? And this can be a really good reflection on whether that other thing was a higher priority for you or if you're living life according to your truest high priorities. Remember to consider your past year and goal setting at face value. If you didn't set goals last year, remember to consider your past year at face value. You may not have even set goals for 2023, or perhaps your goal wasn't big and shiny with a big checkbox at the end because you were going through a particularly chaotic time in life or just didn't have anything in mind that you wanted to grow or work on. Perhaps your goal was simply to stay afloat. Remember that looking back now at your goal, what your perspective was when you set them, not the energy or the attitude that you may have today, 10 or 11 months later. 
consider what your circumstances were in December or January when you were thinking about what your year might look like and measure success according to that headset and not the excitement that you might be bringing to the table this year. It's also entirely possible that your life changed over the past 12 months, making goals that seemed very realistic and possible completely impossible at this phase where you've actually landed. Make sure to consider the reality of transition that happens within your life. This is one of the reasons why we want to do things like mid-year reviews and mid-year goal analysis so that we can be sure that we're moving according to plan and understand that that plan is going to change and adjust over time and that your life can allow and adapt to those changes and still be considered successful and fulfilling. Most of all, acknowledge what you have achieved, big or small. Give yourself credit for what you've accomplished over the past year. This can often take some time, and your gut response may be that you haven't made progress or that you haven't accomplished things that are meaningful, and perhaps that you even wasted more time than you spent moving towards the things that you want in life. I recommend taking a period of time to really allow yourself to reflect on what it is that you did, even beyond your goals. Think about things month by month and consider how your time was spent. If your key takeaway is you honestly did not put time towards the things you wanted to or you find meaningful, then that is really important information to bring into 2020. Always remember that the steps we take towards the completion of our goals are just as important, if not more important than the actual completed checkbox at the end of the day. The learning, the growth happens in the actions towards the goal, not on that one day you run the marathon. In fact, in many situations, we actually can't anticipate what life would look like, even if there is a happy ending. Sometimes we think something will end in a certain way, and it ends up being completely different, but for the best. And now I recognize that sometimes we see things for the best with some time, distance, and space, but often... Things present themselves, opportunities, experiences that we didn't even know were coming and were the best parts of our years. After reflecting on what happened in the past, we need to consider all the loose ends to tie up or carry into the new year. These loose ends may look like literal tasks or ideas or projects. They might be at home or at work. It's important to consider what it is that you're bringing forward and what it is that you're either completing or letting go of as you start this new year. Now, of course, we're talking about this at the end of a calendar year, and it's an excellent reflection point, especially because there's sort of a global attitude of resolution setting and change. But this can be done at any given time point. And I encourage you to think about how you can take these steps in your day-to-day life throughout the year so that you continue to live a life that's directed by your honest goals and priorities. It's inevitable that things will come up personally and professionally that will take our attention away from what we originally thought was our priority. By allowing ourselves to have the option of migrating things forward, letting go of that which we don't need anymore, or planning for things at a future date, we welcome to our lives the reality that we are fallible, we are disruptible, and that things will eventually get done if they are important enough to us. Allowing for the review and analysis of the things on our to-do list that are not truly fixed and need to happen for our own safety or security, it allows us to accomplish the things that are happening in the moment as well as those that need to happen in the long term. It also allows us to keep our deeper priorities and goals at the front of our mindset and to make active decisions about how we spend our lives. 
Ultimately, when making decisions about how you want to spend your precious time, you want to fill life with as many things that you want to do and not focus on the things that you should do. Everyone has things that they wish they had more time for. And some of those things we will filter into our daily lives and others, it may take some time. We need to apply realistic prioritization and urgency to those tasks. And it's not to say that those things that allow you to functionally live life should always take precedent over the things you really want to do, but are not truly essential. It's important that you're realistic when making commitments within the wider requirements of your life. We don't want to overcommit because overcommitment ultimately breaks down the trust and the faith we have in ourselves to get things done, but also because overcommitment does not allow space for the fun things that we want to do, or it prevents us from really enjoying the fun things in our lives. I recommend that you set goals with various levels of difficulty and time commitments. You don't want to make everything a year-long goal that prevents you from having stopping moments of success and fulfillment along the way. You also don't only want really short-term goals. It's also unlikely that only short goals will get you the feeling of accomplishment that you may be seeking. It's important to know what you're looking to get out of completing your goals as it is what the goals and tasks that take you to get there are. The small wins that you make throughout the year help propel forward the pursuit of the larger goals. When thinking about professional goals, a good place to start is to think about the skills that you want to acquire or refine over the next year. For example, you may be interested in gaining experience in public speaking and not necessarily know how you're going to actually gain that experience, but you know you want to see yourself in front of an audience of some kind, building and strengthening these skills. Knowing the skill that you want to work on can allow you to seek out opportunities to grow and learn and do more with that skill set. It can help you have a lens to which saying yes or no to opportunities. Your personal goals will help you to understand how you're going to to exist in your professional world. Your personal goals are important to determine in advance because they can actually help you to know how your professional life is going to look in the coming year. For example, your personal goals likely impact your PTO and what boundaries you need to set at work. Perhaps you know you want to take a family vacation or you plan to go to a friend's wedding at a certain time of year. These areas can start to impact what your workflow is going to be like. If you know you have a very large commitment outside the workplace at a certain month, you may try not to have a deadline if it's within your control at that same time at work. We want to attempt to manage our work and our lives to make them flow as naturally and as symbiotically as possible. You may or may not know that nearly half people in the States don't use all of their PTO. This is a huge mistake. Your PTO is a part of your compensation. It's part of the agreement that you have with your employer at the start of each year that allows you to be a well-rounded, healthy, happy, rested employee. Thinking about how you're going to be using your PTO at the start of the year, make sure that you're maximizing the benefits that you're offered And it helps you and your employer by letting you be the best worker and person you can be. And being the best person you can be is just as important as being the best employee that you can be. I always recommend that everyone do at least one thing with one day their PTO. And I call it a nothing day. This is a day where you plan to do things that fill your cup in a positive way. 
It's not for running errands or going to the dentist. It's simply about doing something that feels like doing nothing to you. It gives you a rejuvenated, rested feeling. A nothing day for one person may be watching reruns or catching up on their favorite show and ordering in takeout. And for someone else, it may be taking a long hike and enjoying the fresh air outside. There's no one right way to do it, but I strongly encourage you carving out just one day for yourself to fill your cup and enjoy. We all deserve a little bit of relief from the stressors of life. And sometimes that needs to happen independently on your own for one work day. We all deserve to fill our cup and it's not always going to be through productive action or taking care of your things on your to-do list. It's about taking the time to do what feels like a breath of fresh air in your life one day a year, every single year. As we wrap up today's episode, I want to encourage you to think about what habits you may want to incorporate into your life more frequently so that you can create a feeling of greater balance and control and take one step closer to having your all. Some habits and practices that have been proven in the literature to be meaningful to increase happiness and fulfillment in our lives include routine social engagements, active reflection and gratitude, being sure that you're checking in with your priorities and living up to those priorities with each action that you take, setting time aside each day to to review your goals or to review your calendar and ensure that you're creating enough space for rest and relaxation as well as for productive action to give you your feeling of creating balance within your life. By looking through your intentions and goals throughout the year at predetermined intervals, you give yourself plenty of time to reevaluate and create a life and career that you truly want to have, which ultimately is the ultimate goal. If you take nothing else from this episode, remember to be realistic with each and every time you say yes to a commitment. Be kind to yourself when setting goals and be adaptable as things come up because ultimately they will. Thank you so much for joining me here today. That wraps up another episode of So Tell Me About Yourself. Thank you for joining me here today. If you've enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe and share with a friend. Also remember to check out the worksheet that accompanies this episode to help you in your reflection process as you plan for 2024 and beyond. You can find it at our website, so tellmeaboutyourself.com. I'll talk to you soon.